This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear on today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with topics for future shows, questions, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, though many financial experts had long been expecting it, when the news broke on May 4 that the Fed was raising the interest rate by a half point, it still felt like a thunderclap. News networks, websites, they spent much of the rest of the day breathlessly debating what the Fed's decision could mean for the economy. Of course, many of those stories, while informative and important, didn't always spend a lot of time discussing what the rate hike means for average Americans who have money in the market or who may be very close to retirement, a time when economic anxiety often spikes. So on today's episode, we're going to do our best to break down the Fed's decision, examine what it means for not only the economy, but for people just like you. But before we take a stroll through the wonderful world of Fed rate hikes, I'd like to say hi to my always exuberant co-host, Tony Shore, (laughs) who I think is top-notch, even if he doesn't get the headlines like these rate hikes and all these other scary stories get in the, you know, the wall street journal and, Oh, uh, I don't know NBC if I can handle that news and all those such as such as such places. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that kind of fame. In fact, I struggle to handle the fame of being a co-host on Matt Brunner's show. I mean, <laughs> just, just my association and co-hosting Matt Brunner's radio show is about all the fame I can handle. I'll tell you, you that get right mobbed now. mobbed by almost a person a year. <laughs> oh, you have a lot of fans out there. That's for sure. That's for sure. We know that. But, Matt, great. In fact, it's funny you say uh, the news about the uh, Fed's uh, decision to raise the uh, federal uh, interest rate. Uh, they raised it a half a percent. You said it It was like a thunderclap. But... Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it I think, was like uh, that. It was like a boom. It was like a yeah. mic drop for you. I love that. Sonic boom, if you will. <laughs> well, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, I don't need fame. Uh, co-hosting the show with Matt Brunner is all the reward I need. Ah, oh, Tony. <laughs> As for the topic, you framed it up pretty well there. I mean, obviously, we see it in the news all the time now, talking about the interest rate hike, the market volatility, the rising inflation, uh, the supply chain issues. I mean, it's like a, it's a combo platter of bad financial news right now. Uh, but these things happen, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I 
when times are good, there's always bad financial news. That's how you tune in. Nobody cares if they're like, hey, everything's great. Story at six. <laughs> yeah, true. That is <laughs> so true. It's never good. Nobody's going to tune into that show. So true. It, they will always feed on our fear. That's what the mainstream media does. I'm not you know, trying to get any conspiracies here, but that's how they sell tickets, Tony. Right. So, yep. but, you know, are these things important nonetheless? To us individually, certainly there's things we have to consider when these things happen. Is it the end of the world? Not yet. Nope. <laughs> right? Not yet. I only say that because eventually it will have to end somehow, yeah. right? But It's not um, the end of the world, but you know what? You can see it from here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. So, no, but what we're going to do today, uh, there's a bunch of really good articles to frame today's conversation. We're going to start with one from CNBC, and it's titled, Here's What the Fed's Half-Point Rate Hike Means for Your Money. And that came out just a few after a few hours after uh, news about the rate hike broke. So you should know that clearly it was well-researched. <laughs> Oh, I think they were ready for it. The no, Fed they was were. talking I mean, we about knew this, this for a, yeah. We knew this was coming. And there's things you got to do around this, right? So it's not that there haven't been rate hikes in the past. Let's get that clear. First of all, it's not the first time this has happened. It's just the first time it's happened in a little while. All right. Yeah, so it's been a first. while. I mean, it's the largest single Fed rate hike in over 20 years. So in more yeah. than two decades. Yeah. Yep. So that's the first point from the, from the article. Oh, right? I so, stole your thunder on that one. No, you didn't. Boom. You didn't steal it. You, you're, you're right on it. We're talking about this article. That's the first point. So why now? Right. So at root, the increase is a response to our current and much publicized bout of what we were talking about. One of the things you talked about before the significant inflation and what they explain is, you know, the Fed's trying to walk a very fine line of tamping down inflation without damaging the economy. And if there's any one institution I believe in uh, taking care of all our problems and not destroying them. It's the government. So uh, this is a great I place. a little sarcasm. <laughs> no, listen, the, the rate hike, hike, I'm really having a hard time saying that today. The rate hike could help the skyrocketing prices you're paying at the pump, the tope, the grocery store, the lumber yard. Uh, but as with any other piece of our financial lives, there could be a downside. And we may have to just wait a little bit to see how it plays out. Yeah. Or, or we might see the downside right away in rising uh, home equity uh, loans. And I know you're going to talk about that in a minute, or uh, it might affect the market as it has. So give our listeners, Matt, a 40,000 foot view here of what role interest rates actually serve in our economy. Okay. So let's get to that level here. Fed rate, that's the central bank sets it. It's the interest rate banks use to borrow and lend money to each other. So that's not necessarily the rate the average person pays. You know, an interest rate hike typically impacts the borrowing and saving rates you and I will see day to day, though. Put it may, maybe more simply, higher interest rates mean borrowing costs more and that savings will eventually earn more. Now, in the current climate, it may be a smart move to pay down debt. Well, I think that's a good idea whenever, uh, especially credit cards and other variable rate debts uh, and dedicate more money to some traditional savings as well. Yeah. And I think most people, their first question after this rate hike was, how is this going to hit borrowers? How is it going to affect me? Well, that's a very good, very important question they should be asking. Now, the quick answer is both 
credit card borrowers and home buyers could soon see increases more than likely will. Uh, CNBC was pretty straightforward in its prediction that short-term borrowing rates, especially for credit cards, are almost certainly going to surge. Uh, generally, credit cards come with variable rates. That means those rates are directly tied to the Fed's rate. That means you may want to be prepared for a percentage rate jump within your next handful of billing cycles, which also means you should probably be listening to what we always say about credit cards, and that's pay off your balance. Yeah. You know, don't treat it, you know, yes, it's a line of credit, but you're using it so you don't have to carry a pocket full of cash. It's not a line of credit so you can put yourself in forever debt. Right. And we've talked about this before on previous shows, as you mentioned, uh, about ways to pay down debt. And, uh, you know, the likelihood of uh, your percentage rate jump happening is uh, a great reason to sit down with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, to get a strategy uh, that gets you out of any credit card debt you might have, right? I think that's a pretty great summation of the issue right there. Uh, I could agree just a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. No, the the saying is I couldn't agree more. You're supposed to always say that when I say something. Oh. You're supposed to say I couldn't agree more. But I want to be more positive. <laughs> That's true. You are being more positive. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> well, okay, let's back to the article then. <laughs> Credit card rates, they're currently sitting at a whisker over 16%. A whisker. Why do you, why would you put it like that? I don't that know. is the craziest it's thing than to say. Hair to me. A whisker. Yeah, it's okay. the beard because it's yeah. shaved. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly it's certainly a lot higher than a just about any other consumer loan that's out there or legal. I mean, maybe Vinnie Boombots has a higher rate, but yeah. Uh, after the Fed's decision, it's possible credit card rates could nudge up maybe 18.5% by the end of this year. And maybe a 2.5% jump may not sound like a lot, especially when you compare it to the price of a lot of other things in your life. But once you start paying the bill each month, if you're not, if you're carrying a balance, you're going to notice that hike. Oh, for sure. A a 2.5% jump on a significant credit card debt is going to add up. You don't want to pay that extra money uh, for no reason. So uh, get rid of that debt. And you know, what's one, I know you have a, a good recommendation for getting out from under excessive credit card debt. You've helped people with that, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things you could do. Number one, don't do it in the first place. Yeah. I, I, I hate to make it sound that simple, every month, right? but that's number one. Show some restraint from the beginning and take the responsibility to not get the thing that you just want. Right. All right. Now, if you need to use a credit card for needs and you've gotten into credit card debt, there are some ways you can do things about it. Number one, call your credit card company directly. Try to negotiate a lower rate. Sometimes that works. That worked for me in the past. It's worked for clients in the past. It's worked for people I help in the past. But if it doesn't, maybe you consider consolidating your high interest rate debt and then using a lower interest home equity loan or a personal loan or even a lower interest credit card if you can get one your hands on one of those an interest-free balance transfer credit card may also be a solution to this scenario you have to stay on top of those interest-free balance ones Um, sometimes they only last for a certain period of time so you have to be diligent in getting those paid down because sometimes those zero percent ones go up to a higher rate than you were paying earlier if you don't pay it off in a certain amount of time exactly you really have to watch those. And I know you've said before, uh, pay off 
your highest interest card first mm-hmm. and then go to your other debt. So whatever debt you have that has the highest interest rate, get that paid down first. Yeah, so cascading debt, go from the highest to the lowest, consolidate, bring it down, consolidate, bring it down and be disciplined. Take responsibility for what you did and be disciplined about the outcome. Yeah. Yep. And that's key. So uh, moving on from that, what does the Fed rate hike mean for homeowners out there or home buyers? Well, many long-term mortgage rates are fixed. And if you, whenever possible, you, you know, you try and get that kind of program yeah. because of situations like this. So many homeowners won't be affected by the hike at all. However, the story is different for those looking to buy a home. As we all know, homes cost a lot more than they used to not that long ago. Then shortly after the Fed's news, the average interest rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage, uh, the rate jumped to five and a half percent. Now that's the highest since 2009. It's nowhere near the highest historically, not even close. Right, right. It's like, been know, up to 17, 14 yeah, to like 17 percent. 82, it was 17.5% or something. Yeah, Hold on. Yeah. I can actually, if if only we had one of those like people. The hey, Google pull this machines? up right now. No, yeah. you know, like when the phone <laughs> oh, lines are just we always actually had an assistant that's a producer yeah. that's throwing yeah. us the facts. But yeah. 17.6 According to uh, Freddie Mac, it was 17.6 in February of 82. Wow. Well, uh, but but uh, it seems like a lot and it can make a big difference in your payments. Just the 5.5% jump because my wife and I locked in not even a year ago to a refinance at 2.8%. Yeah. So from 2.8 to they say it's going to be around 6% by the end of the year. That's a big jump. I mean, yeah, and it's been nudging up. And you got two point eight. You, you listen. You refinanced. You didn't get it when you bought it. That's you true. got it over time, right? That's so true. Yeah, those are some of the things we have to remember. Oh, I didn't. Well, you got it then. Well, now this is what you're going to get. There's yeah. other things that come along. This there are some decent things that can happen when interest rates go up. And we'll talk about this, but um, That's yes, true. It, that can be an issue, and you want you're going to have to plan for it. It doesn't coincide right now with a great price in the market because things are still high. So, yeah, when the interest rates go up and prices are still high, but generally what happens in a market? Well, both of those are high. People stop buying houses. And then what happens? Prices come down. Price should come down on the houses. Yeah, and 5.5 is way less than my wife and I paid on our first home. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, we paid. We were so excited to get 9.5. I forget what it was. We got 9.6, I think, was our yep. first home, or 9.7% interest. And we were very excited because at the time it had been around 10 or 11. And so we were we were pumped, right? Yeah. And so 5.5 is a bargain compared to it, what we paid. Absolutely. Yeah. I, people getting up to that rate now, they're still below my first house when I, you know, when I was yeah. having my, for my child was born. So 20 years ago, almost. Yeah. You know, 19 years ago, uh, the rates were higher than that. So I get it. Nobody wants nobody wants to have to pay more for their home or their monthly payment, but it's going to be possible. When the, when the interest rates drop back down, which they will eventually, then you refinance. It's that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's yep. that's a, a way. There's to, always going to be a give and take. No matter what yeah. you're doing in any arena in life, there's a give and take. And so there's that's going to be a little bit of the give right now. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's move on. I'm really curious about whether the Fed's rate hike uh, could have an impact on auto loans and car loans, because uh, honestly, Matt, I am looking for a new car. I, I love my car, but it's kind of time. 
And uh, boy, I think my timing is off <laughs> because of the auto uh, car situation, availability, supply chain issues, prices are through the roof, and now higher interest rates. So uh, not a great time to be looking for a new car, is it? Uh, not so much. Not so much. Uh, you know, there's two things you can do about this. You can do my grandfather's technique, which is you put your payment away every month until you have enough money to buy the car. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then you buy a car and then you put the money away. So you don't have to worry about a loan ever. You're your own loan, but that doesn't always work out in that your money can be doing better things to you. But if you can balance it right, sure. But let's talk, let's look at it this way. Um, the auto loans are fixed usually, right? But payments are ballooning because of what you said, you got supply chain, you got yeah. all these things going on. Uh, you know, the vehicle prices have gone up. It means if new cars party plan the coming months, you, you're going to be paying more than you would a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like auto loans, federal student loans rates are also fixed. So the bulk of borrowers won't be immediately affected. Um, so, but it, you know, while some private loans do have fixed rates, some others have variable rates that are linked to like LIBOR, prime T-bill rates. So that means as the Fed's rate goes up, some borrowers are likely to pay more in interest. Oh, we don't really know how much it might be according, you know, will be according to that benchmark, but both of those auto loans, student loans, will probably see a rise in those somewhat for sure. Never mind the price of cars. Okay. So like we've, houses. Yeah, we've talked about uh, things that we pay for loans, uh, us having to pay more because these interest rates have gone up. Uh, but what about savers? Does the Fed interest rate hike uh, increase mean anything for savers? Uh, well, the article explains that we've talked about some of these concepts previously touched on them. The Fed doesn't directly influence deposit rates. They do typically correlate to changes in the target federal funds rate. Uh, you know, so a savings account rate at some large banks has been consistently at an extremely low average. It's been below, uh, it's averaged below 0.06% at a lot of the Point big banks. 0.06%, yeah, so which is basically nothing. Essentially nothing. And because deposit rates, uh, the account rates are still largely controlled by brick and mortar banks, they've been pretty slow to tick up. Uh, CNBC did expect to, that that trend is going to continue for some time here. But one important note, uh, thanks mainly to how much they save on overhead expenses, the savings rate from online banks is currently about half a percent, which is still basically nothing. But it's a healthy, healthy jump over the rate from brick and mortar banks. And also top yielding certificates of deposit CD rates are currently north of 1%, which is even better than high yield savings accounts. Now, again, here's, you know, here's what you, the other thing to touch on when the interest rates were 17%, boy, your savings accounts interest that you made on your savings account was super high. Bond rates were nice and high. You know, fixed products had these great rates of return. Yep, they yep. looked, and that's all people remember is that rate of return. They also forget that they were signing up for 16% mortgages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had 16, 17% on their mortgage. And I and remember that. And I got 11% return on this. Yeah, which is still 5% <laughs> less than your mortgage rate you were paying. Right. Exactly. So, uh, and unfortunately, since we're talking about savings, if you have it in things, if you have too much of your money in things like the bank or savings or CDs, inflation is so high right now, that's taking a bite out of that savings, isn't it? Well, yeah, inflation takes a bite out of your money typically every year, right? But this year it's taken a bigger bite. 
you know, savings on any rolling 30 year period has been around like, or in, inflation has been around like 2.98% over any given 30 year period, modern market. But, uh, you know, say, sake argument 3%, right? Um, it's been a lot higher than that this year, pretty much across the board. Uh, and inflation rate, uh, it, it, we don't know when that's going to go up or down. We hope this helps curb it. Uh, but the money you have in savings, it's losing purchasing power. So while on one hand, that's you know not good news. On the other hand, the savings vehicles you choose to utilize can make a difference. You know, the article recommends ensuring the cash you have saved is getting a better yield because of the current period of rising rates. Ah, okay. Well, and I think that makes uh, sense. And one of the questions, though, I wanted to ask about all this, how does a rate increase like this affect the stock market? Obviously, we've seen, you know, the stocks in our bear market territory. They're down overall this year. Uh, but does the rate increase have an effect on stocks? Oh, so Forbes did this article. Uh, what what happens when the Fed raises interest rates? I think that's got some decent insights in it. So the article makes pretty plain high market interest rates have the potential to negatively affect the stock market. No. Imagine that, right? When we haven't Fed, seen that, did we? Oh, yeah. It's we weird why, but yeah. there's a lot of reasons why. It's not just because the rate goes up. It's what the, how the world reacts or right. how the investors react. Right? So when the Fed increases the rate, borrowing becomes more expensive. That means the cost of doing business is costlier for public and private companies alike. And accordingly, as time goes on, the supply of money in circulation contracts, which generally lowers inflation while also cooling off the economy as a whole. Yeah, which is why they do it. So- Basically, what you're saying as far as uh, businesses and companies, the more it costs to borrow, the worse it is for them. And so it affects their stocks, right? Um, it's not an absolute, but that's often the case. If the expense of borrowing money rises too high, the opportunity to increase investment in capital goods may become much more difficult for some companies. For some public companies, the combination of higher costs, reduced business could lead to less revenue, stunted growth rate, and all of that could ultimately lead to reduced stock value. And then just the news of it, of it happening. Some people just get out of their positions, right? And the right. market starts going down. So yeah. And that's kind of what we're seeing emotion. is a sell-off. And, and really when the Fed raised the interest rate a half a percent, kind of when we started to see an extended sell-off. So yeah, it, it obviously had some effect. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a domino effect, right? The, the psychological impact of the rate increase may be the biggest domino to fall after the Fed's decision. Right? Like we're saying, you know, it's after a rate, it's not uncommon for people to sell off stocks, transition to more defensive strategy. The problem is some people do it before it can be determined what's going to happen after the increase has had time to work its way through the entire economy. Right. Well, my takeaway from all this is it, don't panic, right? Be patient, adjust as needed, stick to your strategy and work with a financial services professional. Yeah. Uh, stay calm. Yeah, That's generally the best thing in any situation is to not panic. Yeah. It's to, it ha you have what we call and carry on. Stay carry calm on. and carry stay on. Stay calm, carry on. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. If things have changed and mind the gap. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I still have one of those stickers somewhere. <laughs> Listen, I I think what you said is a good assessment. If for a rate increase is though will also like impact bonds because they're super sensitive to shifts in the interest rate. When sure. the Fed increases rates, the market price of existing bonds immediately drops. 
Why? Well, because new bonds will soon enter the market and they're going to offer purchasers higher interest rate payments to reflect those higher overall rates. Current bonds will drop in price to make their lowest interest rate payments more appetizing to investors. So as the article tells us, when economic prices rise, the central bank generally increases its target rate in an effort to cool an overheated economy. And additionally, inflation also decreases a bond's face value that may be particularly concerning for long maturity debt insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bonds have bonds have really taken a hit. But uh, so uh, let's uh, to sum things up. What's the best way uh, for our listeners out there to navigate their way through all of this? Well, tried and true advice here. Stick to your plan unless things have changed drastically outside of it. You know, most uh, a really good plan is going to account for a good chunk of this. Uh, maybe now is a better time to use some of the money in your emergency savings, not the one for the refrigerator, the one in case of bear market break glass, that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've all been inundated with a wave of information. Some of it's been good. Some of it's been bad. Don't try and figure it out for yourself. Work with a financial pro, someone who can guide you through it, who will do it in your best interest. Don't get me wrong. You're probably going to start, you know, what's the next thing we're going to hear about all these people getting phone calls for the next, for people trying to sell them the next great bonds. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if if that's not going to have a place in your plan and you should know that already, don't just go shelling out money because there's a new product. People legitimate and illegitimate people are going to call and try and sell you. Right. Yeah. Stick yeah. to your plan. Stick to the plan. And, you know, obviously uh, the positive is that uh, hopefully, you know, some of the things you're making interest on uh, will tick up. And, you know, we'll, it'll help inflation. I mean, that's the positive aspect of the Fed raising the interest rate is what you talked about earlier, Matt. And that is uh, maybe hopefully the whole reason for them doing it is to uh, slow down inflation. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. prices were rising so rapidly. Hopefully this will see a decrease in that. So and, that's the goal. And let's not forget, what's the best time to buy things in the market? When they're low, when they're down, low. yeah, right? when they're so down, when twenty, is, when target stock drops twenty five percent, and we're not recommending a specific stock, well, but you see these things happening: Walmart, Target. Um, let's just you know, talk in general. Funds, yeah, most funds yeah. are down, yeah. right? So True. a group of companies, any random company, yeah. XYZ company, who the produces five hundred is widget down. Master, yeah, right? S and P so, yeah, five hundred is down. Snap is down. It's good. Down. Good times to get into things and even better times for those people who are dollar cost averaging their monthly, yes. their weekly, that contribution's getting more and more right now while things are down. And then if history has taught us anything, the general trend has been up. So when that gets back to its trend line, you have really bolstered your financial future. Exactly. But before you make any moves, Talk, talk to your to pro. A, yep. Talk to a financial services professional. Yeah. And make and, sure it makes sense in your plan. Yeah. Make sure it makes sense because everybody's situation is different. So Matt, how can our listeners get a hold of you to talk to you about their specific plan? Well, I'd suggest either calling us. That's my favorite way. Uh, you can call us at 800-339-9252 because I just like talking to people. Um, but oh, yes. you can also get in touch with us online. You can, uh, email us, you can go through the website, compass-ltd.com. Another really easy way to get in touch with us. All right. Thanks, Matt. And it was a great show. Loved Thank it. Thank you. Uh, this topic is so important. 
obviously. And I, I just uh, can't say enough. Uh, great information today. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. A registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities LLC and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.